Good afternoon. Welcome to the Key Hire Solutions Human Capital live stream for small business owners. Today, I want to talk to you about inflation and how that could be uh, impacting your human capital and acquisition plans. Before I do that, just want to uh, tell you a little bit about Key Hire. Uh, we are a complete human capital solution for small business owners, meaning um, we, we do some talent acquisition, mainly in the leadership and specialized skills realm. If you want to upgrade a position, our, our expertise is really in helping small business owners develop and design and acquire talent for new roles uh, within their companies to help them scale. And we're all about helping companies scale. And then the last thing we do is a full scale human capital plan from current state, future state. What does that um, organizational chart need to look like? How can we strategically work through that chart to put the people and capacity and experience in place that help your business get from you know A to B, whatever that is for you. Having said that, uh, a, a topic of conversation I think everyone's talking about really is inflation and how is it in fact how is it affecting small business? And I think it affects small business even more because we uh, we small business owners just don't have the resources that the big guys have. Um, I think inflation is at close to 9% now. And in its simplest terms, if you think about that, what does that mean for your salary you're offering? If someone was making $90,000 a year with inflation, they're now at you know, $97,000, $98,000 a year, just in inflation. So to change jobs, if my current employer hasn't accommodated uh, for inflation, I'm certainly going to be, as a job seeker, looking for my next employer to accommodate for that inflation. Uh, but inflation is also, uh, we have a bit of a perfect storm going in terms of uh, available uh, candidates or, or employees. A couple of things have happened over the last couple of years. Perhaps you've heard about the pandemic. And, and I don't want to make this a political statement at all, but you know we've just lost a lot of working age people, more working age people than, than on average uh, to varying degrees. It could be a lot more, it could be a little more, but we've lost some due to the pandemic. The second thing is we need to consider in 2020, there were a record number of applications for small business loans. And that number was 4.4 million people applied for a small business loan. In 2021, we set a new bar with 5.4 million applications. Now, I think the average before that is probably around two and a half to three million. So there's a couple million people that have started their own businesses, hung their own shingle and have taken themselves off the workforce. There's also a little bit of voodoo we need to think of here because that number does not reflect solopreneurs that did not apply for small business, right? We've heard of this gig economy. We've heard of contractors. We've heard of freelancers. And a lot of people with specialized talent are now contracting or freelancing their work. So in 2021, 5.4 million people applied for a small business loan. But how many more million people started their own business out of pocket, are bootstrapping their business, didn't want to get into debt, doing it from their own home? 
how that impacts the workforce is really interesting. So there used to be kind of 2.8 applicants per position, 2.8 people out there that were available to work for every position being advertised. And with all of the factors, when, when we take them all into account, that number has been cut in half. There are literally 1.4 people available to work for every position, one and a half people per position. So if you don't think that makes it competitive, there's, there's one person, maybe two out there that are interested or qualified or want the job you're posting and inflation has got, has, has increased our, our economy by let's round it up to 10%. What does that mean for a small business owner? How can we possibly attract the talent we need and acquire the talent we need uh, to, to scale our business and move it forward? And a lot of the conversations I'm having with business owners and my clients are around that. Like, how do we keep up with the, these prices? How can we afford to bring people in? And how does it affect the organization? Because obviously, if you bring in someone new to the business and they're making 10% more than someone who's been there for two, three, five, ten 10 years, that could cause a little uneasiness in the business. Your salary structures are going to be thrown out of whack. Um, but the argument, well, we think we can find someone in this price range is a tough one because you can find someone in that price range. Absolutely. Are they going to have the skills, experience, and capacity you need to scale your business? Probably not. Because people aren't moving jobs. In this right now, currently, people aren't moving jobs for a 5% increase. And they're certainly not moving jobs uh, for the same pay. And I've had a lot of uh, clients, not a lot, I've had a, some clients in the past and some prospective owners I've talked to who their philosophy was, you know, I don't know them. I'm not going to offer them all that money. I need them to work in here and, and, and um, understand my business and then I'll give them the raise. You know, they need to earn it. They need to show me they can do it before I'm going to pay them the big bucks. That philosophy uh, is very detrimental to your business. You know, at Key Hire, our whole philosophy is we want to maximize the probability of a successful hire. And there, there are a number of things we can do to that. But a lot of small business owners have the mindset of they want to take a flyer. They want to hire on potential and hope that that person can, can swim when they throw them in the deep end and, and get a hold of things and really excel and be a rock star. And that can happen. And in most businesses, it has happened. And a lot of people will hang their hat on that. Yeah, well, we've, we've hired a real up-and-comer before, and they were, they were a real rock star for us. But they forget about the 10 failures that happened before that. And those 10 failures, the cost of those 10 failures far exceeds the value that that one person is bringing to your business. So let's get back to this inflation topic. Um, if we're trying to hire a leader and, and our salary range, our, our research or the company we hired to give us a range says an effective salary range for this per, this position is 90 to 
And then we, as a business owner say, so we think if we pay mid range, we should be able to get someone good. I want to walk through that kind of line of thought. If someone, if you're paying mid range to get them into the building, that means they're making low end of the range to want to come to work for you for a hundred thousand. That means they're making 90, 85 to 90 K and they'll be excited about a hundred thousand dollars that that will move them across. So we're taking a low end person, a person on the low end of the sets, uh, salary range. And the majority of those people are probably not top performers. If they're making the low end of the range, they're probably not a top performer. There are a few exceptions, but we want to maximize the probability. We don't want to gamble. We don't want to take flyers and cross our fingers and hope. So we've already set ourselves up for someone who probably isn't going to succeed uh, and be excited about 100. Even if we move to 110, now we're getting a mid-range employee and we're paying top of the range. But now we have inflation. Five or $10,000 isn't doing it for people. And, and I'm in the market all day, every day. All I do is talk to business owners and um, potential candidates uh, for the roles I'm working on developing and acquiring talent for with my clients. And I'm able to have honest conversations with people in the market. And people aren't gonna move for five or 10 grand anymore. Uh, I've seen jumps as high as 30 or 40%, especially in the skilled, um, the technology skilled, uh, people with a specific skill in technology, like uh, people that are solutions architect working with AWS or someone very specialized. There's so much competition for those roles. If if yours if your range says you know we're 190 to 110 for this person, and everyone else is offering 140 to 150 or 160, uh, you're you're not going to find that person. We're just we're not going to be able to go out and and acquire the right talent. We'll acquire talent, but it will not be uh, game changing. Uh, talent with the experience and the capacity you need to scale your business. It will be talent that is full of, um, they're gonna need to learn on the job, right? We're hiring them on their potential. But what that means is you, the business owner, have less time because now you have to walk with this person and teach them and mentor them to get, when you hire on potential, you're not gonna get paid back for 12 months if they stay with the company before they find out where the bathrooms are and um, what the, the ins and outs of the job, uh, the ins and outs are and how they can have impact and take initiative and do all those good things, that takes a while. So I've, I've said this all, a lot, but whoever is fastest and offers the most money is generally gonna make the hire. That's the economy we're in. That's how business is being done in terms of talent and acquisition and hiring. But where you can make a difference and kind of combat that inflation. Uh, first of all, understanding that your start, the starting point is a 10% increase. That's just covering the cost of inflation. I hear, uh, I mentioned, I talk to a lot of, of people um, in terms of moving them from one job into another job. And the number one reason I'm hearing right now from skilled leaders is this. Why are you looking to make a move? 
there, my, my employers with inflation and the cost of living and everything happening here, my, I, I feel like I'm underpaid and I want to test the market. I've heard, I hear that daily. I want to see what else is out there. My employer won't give me a raise. I've asked them. So I want to see who will give me a raise. And once you go into that mindset, you know, 2%, if you offer 2%, someone else offers 10, they're going to go with 10, right? So it's a tricky, tricky situation. So start with the 10% increase. Just start there. That's um, So if you wanted to pay 100, start at 110. Now we need to give them a pay increase, right? And they're going to want another 10 or 15%. So now we're at 120, $125,000 for $100,000 a year employee. Crazy and sad, but true. That's why it's important to have the right process in place. That's why making sure that you're hiring correctly is so important because now we are really investing uh, more money than we wanted to, but we have to invest that money. And we need to make sure we need to maximize the probability of getting this higher right. Make sure we maximize the probability that this is gonna be a culture fit. They have the experience we need. They're gonna bring the capacity uh, that we want to help us scale the business. They're not a maintainer. They're not gonna come in and say, hey, this business is great right where it is. I'm comfortable here. I don't have, I don't have the experience to draw upon to make you better, but I can come in, check in every day and make sure we do the exact same revenue you're doing, you did last year, we can do that again. Uh, people that are looking to scale their business, that's not the kind of leader we're looking for. We want someone with capacity. So we're starting at 10%, then we're putting the raise on top of that. But what are your negotiating uh, tactics? And we, we did a live stream about this before, but the different levers you can pull uh, to incentivize someone to come over. What are those? Well, after being uh, having been through this pandemic, unbelievable, but benefits are a big deal to people right now. I get asked more right off the hop. Do they have a benefit plan? What is it? Is it better than my current one? That seems to be uh, a priority for many people when if they're looking at changing a job, right? There's enough stress and fear in going to a new company and having less protection is not ideal. So they want to know what, what that benefit package looks like. Number two, 401k. Number three is uh, vacation, right? Uh, I know I've had people that have, well, I'm pretty spoiled where I am. I have four weeks of vacation. And then you have an employer who says, well, we doesn't matter. Everyone here gets two. Well, why would I leave a job for four weeks and a really nice benefit package to get two weeks and a not so great benefit package, right? And these are the challenges that small business owners face. We got to level these things up. And then the final one is flexibility. And this is a hard one um, for many people. But I hear 10 to 20% of the time when I'm kind of in market talking to people uh, about moving them into a new company, the first thing I hear from them is if it's not 100% remote, I'm not interested. I even talked to one, uh, one individual who told me I've just um, rebuilt out a van and I'm spending the next year driving around the country. So if it's not 100% remote, I'm not interested. That was his plan. And his current employer was okay with that. So he was he already had that. So that's why 100% remote was important to him because not being 100% remote is less than what he's currently got 
in, in his package. So flexibility is another lever we can pull. So if we can match them on cash or be close on cash, but offer the same or better benefits, the same or better 401k, the same or better holiday, vacation, and the same or better flexibility, now we have something to negotiate upon. And kind of those are the in inflation busting techniques you can use. Cash is king. People are going to want to see what can you offer in terms of base and incentive. Incentive is one I, I neglected to throw in there, a, a competitive incentive program. But those, those uh, intangibles, right, those benefits, 401k, vacation time and flexibility, those are levers you can pull to make your offer more competitive. Long and short of it is inflation is real. Labor shortage is real. Uh, a lot of people are moving to, instead of hiring full-time people for key roles in their company, they're, they're, they're contracting that out. Uh, I just got off a call with one of my clients right before we jumped on this live stream and they were talking about someone in their industry who had contracted out quality. They, they had a third party company that was doing quality for their manufacturing facility. That's just a sign of, of things to come. Um, where a lot of people are wanting to contract because they can they can uh, dictate their own fate. They can take days off when they want. They can work for who they want. If they don't like the people they're working for, they can fire them and hire someone new. It's we as small business owners are really under the gun to make sure we're offering the right the right culture, uh, the right environment, the right package, making sure people are happy. And I'm just going to wrap this up. But a side note to all this was there was an interesting news article that came on, you know, when they had the great resignation, which is a real thing. Uh, a lot of those people had remorse uh, because they they resigned. They took their time off. Uh, they couldn't go back to their, their old job because if they worked for the best companies, the companies everyone wanted to work for, those positions were filled. So a lot of them couldn't go back to their previous employer. So they had to take an, another job. And once they got in there, they realized, hey, the job I had was actually really good. This, this new job isn't even close to how I had it in my old job. So I think, you know, we've we've um, equalized here in terms of people saying, well, you know, there's better jobs out there. Well, maybe there's not. And as small business owners, we have the opportunity to be agile and flexible and react quickly to create the best work environment possible. And small business, working for a small business, um, a lot of people want to do that because they can influence and affect the business and they want the culture of a small business, which is, you know, fast moving and they can, they can talk to the owner and they can input their ideas and see them action. So that's another thing we can do is sell that, right? And the ability to influence and affect the business. If as a business owner, you're open to that. So enough about that. Um, I should have said this before, but if you have any questions on human capital or this inflation topic or the staffing topic, you know, type them in. We want to hear those. We want those questions. We want to see what they are. Um, also, uh, as we get rolling here, um, uh, we'll leave that to the end. Anyway, Maddie, what do we have back there? My business can't afford to give raises commensurate with such a high rate of inflation how can we avoid losing talent to competitors or larger firms and this this is the other side of the argument i just gave um as small businesses we have a hard time 
uh, keeping up with the salary and benefits of the big companies. And they're calling. Believe me, your, your employees, especially the ones that have a great reputation and know what they're doing, they're getting contacted weekly by these big companies. And the big companies are going to offer them more stuff. They can offer them more monies. They can offer them a better benefit package. They can offer them 401k generally. Um, all that other stuff, right? And culture is your biggest weapon against your talent being uh, lured out of your business. And often what that means is, and I touched on this, is the ability to influence and affect a business. Large companies cannot offer that. Large companies can't say, come work with us. We want your ideas. We're willing to change. You know, if we look at the oil and gas industry, do you think the big players like ExxonMobil and BP are saying to people, come and join our team and bring us your ideas because we're open to change? No, they have their formula. They might make small changes within. If you're in a position within a department, you might be able to affect some change. But in a small business, you can see the difference you can make. If you bring an idea that improves productivity or reduces waste or um, brings in more sales, you see that. The owner sees that. You can really um, flex your muscles and have impact on a business. And as a small business owner, that's what we need to be selling. We need to be selling the ability to influence and affect our business. In our last live stream, we talked, or two live streams ago, we talked about this. Hire great people. Um, make sure we're, we're identifying the needs we have. Go acquire that talent. Do the Run the right process and then get out of the way. Let them do what they do. People with experience and capacity can see past what's in front of them and see down the road, right? They can see around corners. And we want them to do that. They want them to say, hey, this process, I get it. I understand why you put it in place in the beginning, but it's not sustainable. We can't scale on this process. Here's an idea I have to kind of rework this process or break this process and, and do a new one. And as a business owner, we, used, we have to have that humility to say, yeah, I get it. That's a good idea. I know this was my process and it's worked for 10 years, but I've also been at $10 million for 10 years and I can't get over the hump. And if throwing this process out and implementing a new process is what we have to do to, to get over the hump and scale and move forward, let's do that. Big companies can offer that. You can offer them more flexibility. You can be more um, sympathetic to their needs on an individual basis. Small business owners don't need to have blanket policies around the hiring package or the wellness package or the individual you're dealing with the package, uh, they, they need to be happy. I coach my son's football team. We have practices Monday, Wednesday, and we play games on Friday. So if I were going to work, one of my things might be, hey, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during football season, I need to be out of here at four o'clock. And if you said, yep, we can absolutely accommodate that. Well, a big company might say, and we can't, I can't guarantee you that, right? Um, everyone has their own needs and uh, 
different things are important to different people. And as a small business owner, we can sit down with our key people and say, what can we do to make you happy? You'll be shocked. It, it, it might not, it probably won't be, I need a bunch more money. It probably could be, I'd love to be able to work from home Monday and Friday. Okay, let's see if we can make that work. It could be, um, I would like to do something different with my benefits. Okay, well, let's do some research and see what we can do. I'd like an extra week's vacation. I would like to be able to work one month the summer remotely because my family has a cabin and I can never go because I always have to come to work. Whatever it is, you might be able to accommodate them and that might be the difference in them. That will be the difference in them staying with you and getting lured away by another company. I hope I addressed that one. I think I did. All right, Maddie, what else we got? How can I combat my narrowing profit margin caused by this inflation? <clears throat> uh, this gets out of the human capital realm, but the real, I, I think the only thing we can do is raise, you know, raise prices is kind of uh, the obvious answer because if we're paying our people more, but as I think through this, because this question just came in. So as a human capital consultant and wanting to work with you to, to add expertise and leadership to your business, this is how I would think about it. If I have to pay more for the people I'm hiring and I, I, I implement the right process to maximize the probability that they are the right person, they should be able to deliver on a higher level than I'm accustomed to. So if I look at an operational leader, I would think, okay, well, they should be able to save waste we should be able to get more productive. We should be able to be <clears throat> have a safer environment. So those premiums and lost time accidents will go down. We should be able to negotiate better deals on our material. Uh, our on-time deliveries should, should go up, therefore, and our quality should go up. So our repeat business should go up. So hiring the right person could be your weapon or your solution to um, narrowing profit margins, right? Yes, prices of, of the materials you're bringing in and lead times and labor are going up, but there's a way to lessen the cost of our business by bringing in experts who, who this is what they do and this is what they know and this is what their experience is. Same thing on the sales side. If you're gonna build a sales team and we do it correctly, and make sure we maximize the probability that the individuals will perform, they should be able to fill the pipeline and bring in more business. And um, a smaller margin on more business still equals more money than a smaller margin on the same business. So if, and, it, and the truth is, it's probably a combination of all of that. It's a combination of uh, taking price where you have to um, and I think people understand that right now, uh, not gouging, but, but saying, Hey, we need to come up this much because, and building out your leadership teams with an eye on, uh, those areas of expertise and make, baking that into your process about talk to me about times projects you've done with the purpose of saving the company money. What were the results? What was the timeline? What did you do? What was the project? Uh, a combination of those two 
is probably the answer there. Uh, I'm a human capital person. So talking about profit margins, I can talk about it from the human capital side like I did, right? Getting the right people in with areas of expertise, they will help you. They'll save your money. They'll bring, they'll, they'll bring in more sales. They'll save you money through productivity, through materials, through wastage. Uh, they'll increase that productivity. Uh, they'll build a safer environment, fewer lost time accidents, higher quality, all of that good stuff, right? Higher quality is a big one because if you build something and it doesn't meet standards, I mean, that's a lot of waste. So that would be my answer as a human capital uh, consultant. Um, other people might have a different answer for you, but in my world, that's what I would look at. Matt, I think we're right on time here. So uh, thank you for dialing in. And before you go, I just want to let you know, if, if you've heard anything today or you want to talk about acquiring people and how to negotiate those deals, uh, what levers to pull, even if you want to talk about your current people, like I, I don't want to lose these people. Should I be proactive? The answer is yes. Uh, how, how should I shape that conversation? What, what should I do? We have a free consultation. You can sign up for it on our website. You go right there. You'll see a green button up in, where's my, that corner, where my logo is up there. You'll see a green button that says sign up for your free consultation. Hit it, pick a date on the calendar and sign up. No sales, no weirdness, just a, a good conversation. We believe in helping first. So if we can help you uh, do that, we're happy to do it. Small business owners have enough going on. They have enough heartburn in their lives. So if we can ease that for you, we're happy to do it for you. Uh, second thing is uh, we'd love like for you to like our LinkedIn page. If you're watching us here on LinkedIn, like our page, follow us. We put all of our information and material up there. You'll be able to get useful uh, tools and tricks, uh, tips uh, off our LinkedIn page. And the third one is, uh, Maddie, do we have something for the sign up for the free tools? Download our free ebook. So we have an ebook that will walk you. It's it's a step-by-step -step guide to building that acquisition process I talked about to maximize the probability of making the right hire to impact and influence your business so you can scale and grow. Um, go on our website. You will see a button to download your free ebook. It's called Pick the Right Talent. It's got a guitar pick on there, music fan. Uh, but there, there's an ebook, and then once you, if you sign up for the ebook, we'll even send you a video presentation that walks you through the ebook step by step by step. Um, it's it's huge value for us to go in and teach that to people. Um, it, you know, it's well over a thousand dollars worth of value, and we're giving it to you for free because we just want to help. So until next time, uh, stop grinding, start growing. We'll see you on the next live stream in two weeks. Thanks, y'all.